<laughs> All right, welcome back to the big program. <laughs> Laddie Schmid back in uh, the hot seat in uh, the Sports 1440 studios after a great little Christmas break. Yeah. Morning, Laddie. Good morning, everyone. You, we're going to get to how things went for your Christmas break and check and everything else. We've got lots to talk about. we got some open time, but we got Speck waiting on the line oh, in Detroit. What a treat. What a treat morning. it is. Yeah, time now for On The Mark. Fueled by Booster Juice, download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. Good morning, Speck. How's Motown? Not as cold as it is in your town. Minus 30 here, Speck. I just got a call from my wife, Shalka. She says the truck fan that all four flyer tires are flat. <laughs> Man, I had to re- reorganize uh, my garage for like two and a half hours to fit both the cars in there, <laughs> honestly, just because of this weekend. Oh, it's cold here for sure, Speck. But yeah. hey, the Oilers are hot and you're ready for a big game tonight in Detroit. But yesterday, I thought it was a great article you did on sportsnet.ca with Leon Dreisaitl. And... I think even more impressive or equally impressive is the fact that, you know, the Oilers line this up for you and Leon on a day off sits down with you in a little hotel in Detroit. So how did it all come about for you? Yeah, well, it is very, uh, it's, you know, what? I mean, give the Oilers credit that Jamie Cartmel, the, their head of media relations, I'm on the road with the team. I'm really the only independent media guy out here right now. And all of a sudden the team takes a day off yesterday, un- unexpected. And that means in our business that I don't have access to any players and I got a whole day where I'm supposed to be working and there's no work to do. So uh, I said to Jamie, how about if you freed up Leon for me? And he made the special effort and Leon was kind enough to come down. I said to him, what are you doing on a day off in Detroit? He says, I've been trying to figure out what to do on a day off in Detroit my whole career. (laughs) 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 Don't blame him. <laughs> There's so, some nice so parts. He, if you if you drive a little bit for like t- 20, 25 minutes, I think Hork t- uh, took me to some nice parts and oh. also your hoodler. Yeah, like I think okay. it's north a little bit. Yeah. Ann Arbor, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there's lots of really yeah. people. This place is like St. Louis. People who play here and live here love it because they yeah. all live out in Gross Point and yes. different places. When you come and stay in a downtown hotel yeah. and it's kind of rainy and snowy, you say, I'm not going way out there. So Leon was so bored, he decided to spend a half hour with me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Spec. It was a treat, I bet. So what, uh, give us the genesis of the article if, if uh, some of our listeners haven't been able to uh, read it on sportsnet.ca. Well, I talked to him about a lot of things, but, but mostly about his pending contract, right? Like I kind of feel like with, with Nylander getting done in Toronto here, that's obviously a big deal when a leak is up. Uh, the next big Canadian contract we're watching is Leon Dreisaitl. As everybody knows, uh, as of July 1st, he'll have one year left. That means the Oilers can sign him to an eight-year deal. Uh, or he can make it last out over the next season and become an unrestricted free agent. And I'll be honest with you, he didn't, he didn't say he's doing either. But the one thing I, was, I gave him every chance to say that he did not say was, I really want to sign in Edmonton. I'm going to sign in Edmonton. I can't wait to sign in Edmonton. He did say, I want to stay and finish the job here, but does that mean finish the job over the next two seasons? <laughs> or does that mean sign a new deal and finish the job? You're going to have to read the piece and decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
You, I'm looking at Laddie, and he's just kind of—he has one of those looks on his face, and you know, I've seen Laddie. Well, he's—I'm—I'm I'm sure he had a talk with with his agent about mm-hmm. this, right? Like this is, like they're, it, they they knew this this is gonna be coming. Mm-hmm. So like I I, yeah. I I feel like he knows what he's supposed to say. Like obviously, yeah. you know, unfinished business at all all of that, you know. But uh, he needs to take mm-hmm. care of himself first you know and and i th- i think all of the top players are doing it now uh, he has been on a very friendly contract for a long time uh, i don't know how this is gonna play out i i hope the oilers are gonna re-sign him he's gonna stay here and everything's gonna be great but i i think there's gonna be you know some juggling to do um uh, <laughs> you think yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> I'm a bit nervous about that, uh, but at the end of the day, it's Leon Draisaitl. He needs to take care of himself. You know, like, yeah. I, other, does he owe anything to the Oilers? Uh, like, like, it's it's. I hard. know what you mean. Yeah. You, you know. You I know, know what, what I mean. mean I yeah. I'm a hockey fan. I'm an Oilers fan. I want him to be here, but like when it comes to him, like mm-hmm. as a Leon Draisaitl as a person, he doesn't owe anything to the Oilers. He gave. Everything he was on a very friendly contract for it, it, a long time. That's just time. how it works, right? The yeah. Fans get the connection to the player uh, spec, and that's how it works. The good thing is that, like, if you look at it, I mean, if you want to compare it to William Nylander, the Oilers have a whole another year, yeah, and then some, to kind of look at doing something long term. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that the thing that makes this contract unique, guys, to me, is. Like, with Nylander, there was a lot of talk about, gee, we got these three other guys that make all this money. I'm not even sure we can afford to have four of these guys. And they still have some, you know, Marner's coming up. They got some figuring to do if they can have four guys eating up over $50 million. That doesn't make any sense to me. Here in Edmonton, there's two things. The owners have all the money they need. Like, no, this is in Anaheim where there's a budget. So Daryl Cates will go to any end to sign his guys. And they've only got, even though Bouchard's coming up, I know it'll be expensive, but they got two massive superstars here. Mm-hmm. They can afford to sign to sign Drysaddle and David. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not money here for Leon. Leon's going to get in Edmonton, you know, almost every cent he'd get elsewhere. For Leon, the decision is: Do I want to finish my career out in Edmonton? Mm-hmm. Do I, you know, I own a, uh, I'm from Germany. I've got a place in Spain. I just bought a house in Aurora, Ontario. European guys like often to be in the eastern coast. His his girlfriend is from Sudbury. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that you know. Maybe she's a, a budding young actress. Maybe L.A. when Kopitar is coming up here. Maybe that makes. Sense I was thinking him. about that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's got a lot of decisions to make. To me, his decisions about Edmonton are: Will they pay me enough? Edmonton's going to pay him enough. Mm-hmm. It's Leon's decision if this is where he wants to play it out. Do you think taxes and states come into play at all here? Oh yeah, taxes yeah. all do for sure. But uh, the thing we always forget, you guys. If you live in Canada, you know, so let's say he lives in Edmonton, he's got a house in Aurora, Ontario. He doesn't have a, a place in the States that I know of, but he doesn't spend a lot of time in the States. If you live in Canada, like, say, McDavid, and you get paid in U.S. money, sure, the taxes are higher, but you got, like, a 32% bump because you're earning U.S. money here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever talks about that, but, you know, imagine the difference in your paycheck, everybody out there listening. If your boss started paying you U.S. dollars, how much you'd be making thirty percent more money here? Yeah, definitely. That'd be nice for me. 
I'm in. I was in that boat for a while. Yeah, Laddie, come <laughs> it was on. nice. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't forget that we always talk about taxes in Florida and Texas. How about the American dollar in Canada? It's not such a bad deal here mm-hmm. either. So uh, just to transition to tonight's game, we were asking our listeners, uh, can the orders make it nine in a row? It's happened twice in franchise history. But again, and we discussed it yesterday, Spec, some warning signs, you know, in the last couple of games where the team's play may have dropped off a little bit to where it was. What do you see things uh, tonight in Detroit and Motown? Yeah, I, I see, uh, I mean, it's going to go two ways. It's going to, they won't win another game playing the way they played the other night, right? Mm-hmm. Detroit's won four of their last five. They're playing pretty good hockey here. So if Edmonton's game, you know, we always say it gets worse at the end of a winning streak. Maybe they 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 won that game playing poorly, and now they'll they'll snap their attention and they'll come in here and play a much better game. I sense that might well happen in front of Calvin Pickard tonight. Uh, if they don't, if they come out with the same effort, Detroit will be in tonight for sure in my eyes. Laddie, what do you think tonight? Yeah, like Spec said, usually yeah. the the winning streak it's, it's, it's coming to to the end when you're winning games that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And but but at the same time, it's this this is might be bad to say, but they were probably looking oh, at, but, uh, at, at at the roster of the Chicago and nothing against Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a young team there in a full rebuild, but were they motivated? enough, you know, the same way they would be a motivator, let's say, for L.A. or Vegas. You know, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's still the NHL. You have to show up every night, but, you know, maybe the effort wasn't 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 the same. I, I think they're they going to be better tonight, and they have to be if they want to win, win in, uh, in the Motown. One question for you, Spec. Just uh, I, how excited are you maybe just to watch Patrick Kane tonight? Yeah, it'll be fun. In fact, I'm looking forward to hopefully talking to him here in, uh, in about half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wings are going on the ice at 10.30. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Patrick for a while. I haven't seen him play for a while. And uh, he hasn't been tearing it up here. Like, I think it's a good example of when you don't have training camp and you don't have the first whatever he missed, 25 games of the season, walking into that NHL game in late November, early December, boy, that ain't easy, right? That's not easy. Like, everybody's game is ramped up. Everybody's in mid-season form, and you're just certain. I think we're seeing that with Patrick Kane right now. Well, not only that, but you know he has—he's got six goals, eight assists in 16 games. He had a slow start, had a few games there where he picked up a couple of points, but since he arrived, Detroit's record isn't all that you know snazzy. It's not that great, and maybe sometimes when a player comes in, do you think other players are going? Uh, yeah. Well, we were watching for him. But having said that, the, the the Wings have had a lot of injuries. Larkin was out. They've had goaltending injuries. Uh, who who are we going to see tonight yeah. in, in goal for Detroit? Is it Lyon? I think it's Lyon. That's what they're saying. Huso yeah. is still out, and unfortunately, Cream Costa is still out. He mm-hmm. doesn't look like he's going to play till the weekend. So I believe they're going with Lyon. Like I say, they haven't hit the ice for their skater. I'm standing outside the building, so if they are skating, I can't see them from here. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you know what? It's probably Lyon. And outside of Huso and Cream Costa now, I believe that they're pretty healthy. And uh, they'll give Edmonton a test. This is, you know, like I say, they, they found their stride. I think Kane has now finally found their stride. It's a pretty decent team here, Detroit. They got lots to fight for. They're that team that's kicking around the wild card, and they all, mm-hmm. all the games count. So uh, I think it'd be a good game tonight. Do you miss Joe Louis Arena, Speck? Yep, <laughs> yeah. I do miss Joe Louis Arena. It was an awesome old place. It, it was just like going to Northlands. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of 
lot of history sort of crappy things <laughs> about Joe Lewis and it was in a, a dirty area and and you didn't ever walk out of there after a game by yourself I'll tell you that <laughs> but it was a fun place to watch a hockey game man there's a war spot in that building oh, <laughs> you got something you got one ad here oh uh, yeah like one of those buildings that mm-hmm. you know just so much history you, you saw all these jerseys hung under the uh, in the rafters, so mm-hmm. man, it, it's just like the history was breathing down down your uh, yeah down your back, and all the the names on the walls, like the, you know when they were painted on the walls down yeah, in, it, in it the hallways. It has a special feeling when yeah. you walk walk in there. Hey, Spec, thanks for this. Uh, have a good uh, game tonight. Enjoy the, your afternoon, and uh, we'll look forward to maybe seeing something with uh, Patrick Kane in the next little bit. All right, that's uh, Thanks, Mark Spector on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, back Frank Saravalli, lots of stuff going on in Philadelphia again last night, and Frank's going to be here. Well, Laddie, he's going. He's going. What's going on in Philadelphia? Well, I, I, yeah, I know. You know, I, you know what's going on. Yeah, I know. Cutter Gauthier and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what? Talking about Patrick Kane, like I, I thought. That's an unbelievable signing. He's got almost point the game, and like you're talking about finding the well, strike, guys. Like he had a hip yeah. surgery, but Frank said he was going to be a point and a half a game. Okay, I, n- I never agree with that because I'm <laughs> <laughs> realistic. But but point a game. How much did he sign for? Uh, Two point seven five. I think <laughs> he's point a game almost, guys. Yeah. Like I, I would give him a little bit more credit that uh, you know, like well, the, I did say though, like uh, I said, he, he, you know, he was a slower start, slower came start on. but that was expected. But since he signed, Detroit's record not that great. Not that great, yeah. So, oh. when we come back, we will check in with Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. It's Carius. It's Schmied. Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the big program. Time now for our headliner of the day. Uh, for Mr. Rooter, they are sports fans like all of our listeners, and our Pump Sports Talk Radio is back. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca as we welcome in Frank Saravalli from uh, Daily Faceoff. Uh, Laddie Schmid back in the studio, Frank. He's fired up to talk to you. And again, another crazy night in Philly. Give us the update, man. Laddie, you're back to work. I'm I, unreal. I am. <laughs> how, was your, how was your time in check? It was great. It was great, but uh, I had, you know, I, I was staying with my parents. They have a smaller house with three kids, a uh, lot of adults. So I was happy to <laughs> to get out of there too. Those, except those for are, the except for the times. yeah, except for the long flight back with the two year old baby crawling all over the plane uh, uh. for nine hours, <laughs> they couldn't sleep. So. You can just imagine the people around just staring at us. <laughs> yeah, that's that's never fun. No, no, I was like, just like your trip, Frank. Day. Yeah, your trip when you had to lay over in Colorado. I, I was watching uh, Modern Family last night. Just caught a little clip, and uh, the the dad is in the airport, and they're filling up his drink. And he said, uh, make it a double. I'm traveling with family. And like, I was like, Enough said. Yes. Uh, so last night, Frank, give us your take and update. Uh, were you at the game? Were you there last night in Philly? I don't know, with uh, with uh, Tortorella after the game, calling out, uh, I guess, Anthony Sanfilippo. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, it, uh, it was one of those moments that it was like, Cats living with dogs, John Tortorella coming to the aid of Kevin Hayes. What's next? Palestinians and Israelis. Like, honestly, it was one of those situations and not to I'm making light of a situation, mm-hmm. but uh, there was certainly no love lost, I think, between Kevin Hayes and John Tortorella last year. And, and I think he framed it up perfectly, which is, you know, we can have a disagreement on style of play and 
uh, you know, whatever it might be, effort, intensity, but, you know, there's still really good people behind those helmets and, um, and on the bench. And so that part was a really well-delivered point. I also felt like he kind of belabored the point and the story here in that we're now talking about this again for the Flyers. Like, it's probably best to just let's end this dialogue. Let's focus on Jamie Drysdale and all that he brings to the team, picking up his first point yesterday. Um, it's it's really been a tough week for the Flyers organization, as excited as they are that they get Jamie Drysdale in the fold and it's an immediate shot in the arm for their blue line. You still have a player that spurned your organization. You're still trying to piece things back together from that. And now you've got a situation that popped up where you had a former player, you know, be linked to something that wasn't true and then is, you know, getting death threats online that mm-hmm. it's a really tough spot for everyone. So I don't know. Have you been on the podcast, this uh, Anthony Sanfilippo podcast? And is, 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 it, is, it, uh, is it affiliated with the Flyers? Uh, no, it's not, but they do their pod uh, actually like during intermissions in okay. the arena and the team is, uh, you know, okay with it and, and more than okay with it in that during everything that happened the other night with Cutter Gauthier and the trade that the basically the guy who uh, who represents ownership, the CEO and chairman of the team was on their pod. So mm-hmm. it there is a certain you know, true authenticity to it. Anthony Sanfilippo has covered the Flyers for 18, 20 years. Like he's been around that team mm-hmm. a long time. So I, I think what happened here is that he he messaged this situation poorly. And the background for everyone wondering how the heck did Kevin Hayes get wrapped up into this is the Flyers drafted Cutter Gauthier at five overall Kevin Hayes is in their organization. He's a Boston College legend. He's a great guy that everyone likes spending time around. They said, hey, why don't you just get to know this kid? You know, be a a lifeline, be someone that he can reach out to if he has any questions. Someone else in the organization to talk to. The Flyers themselves recommended that Hayes get Mm -hmm. in touch with Gauthier. The thing is, they just only spoke three times. So I don't think there was any poisoning of the well here. But I could understand why someone that's in that spot reporting it might want to, you know, draw that line. The problem is instead of saying, hey, I wonder what might have, you know, transpired between these two. Instead, he came out and said, Kevin Hayes' fingerprints are all over this. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe some nuance, but it's also a clip that goes viral and becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in today's nhl world yeah and and then unfortunately it gets to the next level with the you know the death threats and things like that that both hayes and cutter gauthier said so is this thing gonna People finally need get put- to keep themselves in check yes, by the way like, i know this is like stating the obvious yeah. but when when your brother dies tragically yeah. and you're sending someone messages that no longer even plays for your team and in your city that I'm glad your brother is dead mm-hmm. like just come on man like yeah wake just up get get it together so is this finally put to bed now until I guess the first visit to Philadelphia for Cutter Goche next year or whenever that is oh yeah that's gonna be appointment viewing <laughs> um I don't know that it's totally put to bed because I think even with the media that Cutter Gauthier did on Wednesday, the three Anaheim Mm -hmm. Ducks beat reporters that he talked to and uh, their own team media that he still hasn't said what happened. And 
I know the point isn't to embarrass anyone. And, and it, if, if it's for no reason at all, that's okay too. Then just say it. Like the fact that he didn't engage in any conversation with the Flyers brass over a six to eight month period in time is like, is really perplexing and, and tough to figure out. And it's also like, you know, this is the NHL. You put on your put on your big boy pants and and stare someone in the face and just tell them, I, I'm not coming to play for you. That's okay. But life is full of hard conversations and you know, you can't hide behind your agent and say, We're just gonna quote keep this a private matter. Everyone knows that whatever your thought process was, unless there's something that we really don't know about, like a health problem or needing to be close to family. This is probably out of left field. Well, transparency is a big word, and we're going to switch gears in uh, Corey Perry, Frank. So there's a word that maybe needs to be uh, linked to what happens to Corey Perry's future if a team so chooses to bring him in now, as he's been, I don't know if cleared it is the right word, with Gary Bettman to no. uh, to return to the NHL, whatever the word you want to use. But he's able there to There was co- never so, – so But he's able to come a- back, right? He can. Yeah. He, he's able to play. But he was always eligible. That's the one thing that okay. was really lost. I think the reporting was inaccurate yesterday. The, the NHL has never stopped. He could have signed a contract on December 1st, the day after his deal was terminated with Chicago. So why did he uh, have to meet with Bettman then? He didn't. He actually he didn't went out to. of his way personally to privately meet with him. He asked for it, right? He asked for the meeting. So what? what, what is the point of all of this? Kind of like make it publicly known that he is you know well it's someone doing someone a favor to say hey this guy is good to go yeah uh, all of a sudden the story changes Mm -hmm. oh this guy gets the golden stamp of approval from the nhl that's not what happened yeah they never stopped him never barred him from joining another team that it kind of just changes the narrative and the talk but Uh, let's park the nuance here because it doesn't necessarily matter one way or the other Someone's going to take a flyer on this guy, and it's... 100%. I don't know when it's going to be, but I can tell you that in the week that his deal was trans uh, was terminated and he was sort of in limbo there, kind of you know quasi-suspended by the Hawks, I had three NHL general mm. managers call me directly and say, what do you know? How bad mm-hmm. is this situation? And then the next question out of their mouth was, give me a PR perspective how bad would it be if I signed this guy? Well, that's how intrigued they were. That was a couple months ago, mm-hmm. 40 days ago. They're, they're definitely chomping at the bit now. Do you think the Oilers would be interested? I could see them being on the list for sure. Um, I mean, look, it's a free 50-plus point winger who's been to – three Stanley Cup finals in a row mm-hmm. and also won one in the first part of his career. Yeah. Who At league no? minimum, pretty well. At league minimum, yes. Yeah. On a team where every every cent is accounted for. Hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine, uh, so Evander Kane on left wing, Corey Perry on right wing? <laughs> okay. I mean, I would want to spread out the grid. Yeah, if I, if yeah, it me, for, for sure. Yeah, I well. can. And, and I think it's funny that you mentioned Kane because I think – me personally, if anyone listening is concerned, like, oh, why would the Oilers go out and sign this guy? Kane had way more radioactivity around him coming off of, you know, basically the third team that he had been kicked off of that Perry has never before this 
so-called incident has never really mm-hmm. had anything on his track record to even hint or suggest that he might be a problem. Mm-hmm. And he came out with a statement and said that he's had some uh, mental health and alcohol, you know, abuse issues the last little while that he's sorting through. Um, I think there's a lot of teams out there that believe that whatever transpired with Chicago and it's still not, it's still a bit murky mm-hmm. is the Blackhawks, given what they've been through, probably had a level of uh, sensitivity to things that other teams might not have. Yep. And the Oilers have a history of, you know, reclamation product projects. Given second chances. You know, Zach Cassian's one. Yeah. You know, you can go all the way back to the 80s in MACT, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. there is a history but, here. Like, let's be honest. Like, nobody really knows what really, really happened. Only Blackhawks and Corey Perry, really. Um he did everything right. He did a 30-day program. Um, you know, he went publicly. He apologized. He owned up to his uh, whatever happened, you know. And uh, I'm all for giving second chances if he can straight up his act. Like, why not? Like, having Corey Perry, like like Frank said, yeah. three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. And he was on, <laughs> uh, you know, three different teams. So mm-hmm. I, I would take the chance, league minimum. You can play him. He's willing to play on a... What, third, fourth line? He'd be a third line right winger. Yeah. I I mean, why not? Why not? What else is on your mind, Frank, as we head into the weekend here? It's all trade deadline. Mm -hmm. 58 days to go on the countdown. We've got one story every day on dailyfaceoff.com. Later today, I'm going through all 16 teams in the East, breaking them down into categories, buyer, seller, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I've got my famous... Only God and Lou know category that the Islanders live in unto themselves. And uh, a Columbus Blue Jackets, are they asleep at the wheel category? Uh, So looking forward to dropping that. And just pure after the trade targets board that we dropped earlier in the week, we're off to the races. We've got something every day for you. So that's that's all where my head is at for the next two months, much to the chagrin of my family. Well, you know, watching Dickinson the other night when the Oilers played Chicago, he's got to be pretty high up there. Where Where is he ranking for you? He actually isn't on my board just Ooh, yet. Okay. Um, I, I think they would certainly get to a point with some real interest that they would move him. But right now they're so decimated that I don't, I don't even mm. think they have the option to move him right now. Okay. All right, Frank, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, oh. Yeah, what's what's wrong with that? There was, there was a lot of energy behind it. I like well, that. Well, I mean, yeah. Frank, he's he, you know, he steps up to the plate every Tuesday and Thursday for us, Laddie. He's yeah, not I, taking three weeks off. I bring the beef. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we haven't had a chance because, you know, uh, Speck comes on at 8, Laddie comes on at 8, you come on at 8.20, so we haven't had a, a discussion about Laddie's vacation and things yet, Frank, so... I want to know, like, what's yeah. his Czech beer of choice? Isn't it Pilsner Urquell? Pilsner Urquell. Pilsner oh, Urquell, yeah, there's nothing. Uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch, bunch decent ones, but Pilsner Urquell is way above. What, what's the other one? It's like the original Budweiser. Budweiser, the, yeah. The, Bo- the, the original, yeah, Budbar. Yeah, Jusko Budjovicki Budbar. Hmm. Yeah, um, that would be another one, or Radegast. But I, I'd say, I'd say, well, Budbar, they, they call it Czech bar now here because Budweiser stole the... 
<laughs> but you know I, I was just gonna say when when he's introducing Mark Spector he doesn't have the same kind of energy it's like oh Spec is on the phone no and when, when, it's, when, it's you, when it's you Frank is like oh Frank is here oh, oh my god Frank is here to save the Spec Spec is uh, but he's on the daily so it's hard to get excited I, gotta, yeah. I, gotta, I, I get excited for you too by the way Frank. Spec had a great story with yes. Leon Dreisaitl yesterday yeah sure did one, one other quick thing Frank so last night we played in the media alumni quick card minor hockey week uh, it starts this weekend but the media alumni game was last night Laddie was playing the Duke was playing I was playing but Laddie and uh, Chris Dingman they thought it was game 7 of the Stanley Cup final you should have seen them uh, out there I hate these games guys, Laddie? Uh, no, no I hate these games because I don't know what you know how I'm supposed to play. If I try too hard, they're like, "Oh, he's trying too hard." If I don't don't, don't try hard enough, they're like, "Oh, he doesn't respect us." It, it, it's a lose lose situation. I, I did score two goals, so I I totaled my career uh, career goals in the NHL, and yeah. yeah, that's all I could do. So, Kev, how are your wheels? Oh, terrible. Well, like, well, here's the thing: they had the teams were too stacked. They had it wasn't an equal, and Laddie will admit it. So we yeah. went up against five under eighteen. Uh, I guess under 18 AAA guys that are on the Oilers junior team. Well, how do you think that went, Frank? 40 Probably years, 40 years well. older than them. Yeah. All I can hear is excuses, but that's okay. <laughs> champion is a champion. Well, you don't. You I, should at come least up, you're Frank. Not me, because yeah. I I feel like when I go out there, I'm one of those guys that's I'm not a hardo, but I give some effort, I and I'm it. you know I'm feeling all good about myself. And then, like I, you know, I hear someone in the locker room talking. Like, man, that guy was really slow. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I thought I was, I thought I was good tonight. Oh, it's just getting old, Frank. That's all. They're just jealous, Frank. They're just jealous. I think, it, I think yeah. it's not all age. I think it's just, yeah, yeah. lack of talent. Ever. That's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing with all of us, Frank. That's Waste what happens. Line. Yeah. Hey, thanks for thanks for this again, Frank. Uh, we'll see you on uh, Tuesday. Have a great weekend. See you guys. Yeah. Have a great week. That's Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. And our headliner of the day for Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. When we come back, we're going to talk about Laddie's European vacation. Oh, And, uh, well, well, hockey and lots of the big tournament. You were in Vancouver. we got lots to talk about to catch up. Uh, That's coming up right after the break. Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. <laughs> 843 in Edmonton. It is minus 30 out there right now. Maybe minus 29. See if it warmed up a degree. No, nope, still minus 30 at the Edmonton Blatchford Airport. If you want to call it that anymore. So uh, we're looking for minus 35 tonight, Laddie. Yeah. I, I, is, I went you can th- handle this weather. Yeah. Like I, yeah. But you I, cleaned I, out your garage to yeah. put... My car and my wife's car. Uh, I I had to go check on my kids like three times to remind myself why I live here today. <laughs> you know, and th- th- what's the coldest it gets no, in check? I, I, I love Edmonton. When uh, you when you were home, what was the coldest? You know, well, over Christmas. One one day we got I don't know like forty centimeters of snow, and it was close to zero. Other than that, it was like hmm. seven to eight most rain though like i i not he, not a huge fan of rain but it was pretty warm and and i don't i don't like it i'm more like a snow guy yeah. minus 10 i'd say minus 5 minus 10 so we might as well set you right off the rails here right off the hop 
because we haven't had a, t- a chance because you just got back into town and we've been texting a bit. But this comes from Tiger on our uh, text line, one 833 Laddie, what I learned the last couple of weeks is Edmonton drivers are better than Czech referees. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is as bad as Edmonton drivers. No. No, my God. And they're on a full display. <laughs> Today, yesterday, two days ago, on the white mutt. You drove There's, last night, right, to, to the game. How how bad it's is terrible? How bad is white mutt? There's not even a. I no, I don't want to go off the rails because <laughs> I'm going to start swearing. There's not even an accident. There's nothing. Two lanes, and it goes down to ten kilometers mm-hmm. per hour. Why? <laughs> tell me why. Because there's a one like like bigger curve, and people have to slow down. Just go. You don't have to go like 80, 70, 60. Go like 50, 60. Mm-hmm. But go. Flow. Flow. People don't know how to merge. It's, it's, it's uh, oh my God. <laughs> Just like I can, like I, I wasn't, I'm still complaining about the construction of LRT, but this LRT cannot come quick enough. And all these terrible drivers, please, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to make like first 50 bad drivers, I'm going to buy you a, I can year pass for LRT, I think. Do you know what we my, had? My wife will disagree with that because <laughs> she's cheap. <Yes>. Do you <laughs> well, know you know what we had yesterday for in or out? What? Is it should it be mandatory to take your driver's test December, January, February? Yes. In Edmonton, yes. Yeah. For sure. But <laughs> would be pretty empty streets. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um a lot of text coming into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Before and we got a we're gonna have at nine o'clock. We'll talk. So back about, to the Czech referees. Sorry. Yes, so yeah, that yeah. goes back to the world, world, world juniors. Champion, world juniors. World, world juniors. I would imagine. Yeah. I don't. He's yeah, just trying I, to get under your skin here. That's I, I I get it. Yeah. I would be pissed, pissed off too if yeah. I would be out in quarterfinals. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you were on the flight mm-hmm. coming home from Czech, and yeah. that was the three-two quarterfinal game. So. You were fired up when you landed, right? Because yeah, your I phone. Was, yeah, so I, I landed, and then my my phone is blowing up, yeah. and I really needed that extra burst of energy because that flight was never ending for like nine hours with a two year old baby just switching between me and my wife, my my uh, other two kids. Oh my god, it was never ending. He didn't sleep, so when I when I turned on my phone and I saw. That magnificent, mag- magnificent, yeah, three-two win. Oh my God, what an extra burst of energy! I, I texted the coach right away. He was super pumped. Uh, you know, so that was it's Augusta. Uh, Augusta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad, my dad played with his dad. Oh, cool. Back in the day, so okay. we know each other pretty well. There's mm-hmm. a connection. He uh, he used to he coached me uh, last four years of my career as well and uh, we have a good relationship she's my friend I, I was super happy for him so get to the bronze medal game and then the comeback to win the bronze that was a big moment for Czech hockey too unbelievable yeah. like I <laughs> it was 5-2 right in the middle of the game we crawled the way back and then we scored a bunch mm-hmm. of goals at the end and it's almost like a miracle comeback. But, you know, it's but, funny how everyone says, well, the bronze medal, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it meant so much. So much for us. Yeah. You know, like, obviously when you lose in the finals, mm-hmm. you know, you, you lose, you take a silver and, and you're a sad kind of thing. But if you win the last game of the tournament, it, it's, uh, I know it's still bronze, it's not a silver, but still you have 
I, I'd say a little bit better, better, better feeling about yourself. Uh, and the way they did it, they uh, even throughout the tournament, I said many times in the Czech media, uh, that that team had a fight in them. You know, they never folded. Even uh, mm-hmm. going through adversity uh, throughout the games, uh, they were down. You know, even against Canada, they're up two yeah. nothing. Canada comes back two two, yeah. but they still battled and they got rewarded with a lucky goal. But it's still a goal, and then sends them into the semifinals. So I'm I'm, I'm very proud of the boys. Now here's a great text from HVAC Nick for you, laddie. If uh, and because you you have been coaching for a long time here already, long time. <laughs> well, you have been, and you, you have. Let's be a couple of years. Yeah, That's yeah. whatever. Here's from HVAC Nick. Why isn't Laddie on the bench coaching the D of the Czechs at the World Juniors? Would that what if that opportunity ever presented itself? I would, to you? I would have to live in Czech, yeah. and honestly, uh, last year was uh, Marek Zidlicki. He had a long NHL mm-hmm. career. He was a Yes, very one good my, player. One of my favorite uh, defensemen. I, I got great to play. Great shot. Yeah. yeah, great shot. Uh, smaller guy, but he, he played pretty big. Um, so he he is there, and now it's uh, Pavel Ternka. He played uh, he played in the NHL also. Mm-hmm. He's got, uh, you know, I think they're just, games. you know, about like, a like, connection and, here. And, 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 yeah, but they have been coaching for a while now. Um, you know, I, I, I was in contact with the head coach, and I was giving him some of my insights on players here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I would have to. That's that's a full time commitment. Yeah. You have to drive around. Mostly, you have to be in check for for that to to be with the team because there is uh, tournaments throughout the year yeah. before the World Juniors, and uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. It would be it wouldn't be able to do it, but boy, it would be nice. Maybe one day. You know, uh, yeah, that's I, what I, mean, right? I, I would be I would be open to it. Yeah. You know, but li- like I said. Uh, Th- those those teams like last three four years those uh, world juniors teams in Czech they were very fortunate with the coaching staff mm-hmm. they had uh, all the coaches are uh, s- former NHL players or uh, coaches who have been coaching for a long time um, you know they had some success at that level and even in the pro level in, in Europe so uh, HVAC wanted to follow up uh, who's the best Czech defenseman to ever play in the NHL in your opinion other than yourself of course <laughs> thank you um it's tough. Uh, I say Tomasz Kaberle was uh, one of them. Yet few Pavel Kubina, uh, mm-hmm. Marek Zidlicki in my, uh, you know, that's they're more recent guys. But yeah, yeah uh, those those three, I'd say. Kaberle was left shot played with the Leafs. Leafs. I, I'd say my my two favorites were Tomasz Kaberle and Marek Zidlicki. Like mm-hmm. Tomasz Kaberle ran the power play in uh, in Toronto. In Toronto, McCabe had his. Uh, yeah, you know, career years. Yeah. You know, he was setting him up for one timers, and he was very, very poised and calm with the puck. Uh, yeah, I really liked him, and uh, you know, all of these guys were great guys too off the ice. Hmm. So uh, back to check. So how was the holiday? I mean, you 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 touched on it with Frank. Little house, lots of kids, lots of people. Yeah, but um, lots of food. Yes, I I I was not gonna work out every day, but it was almost impossible. Like I would. The, the the Christmas cookies were there <laughs> all day since the morning till like a midnight. Mm-hmm. Then my mom would take them away and then like put more. Like she had boxes and boxes. It was crazy. Three meals a day, big breakfast, big lunch, big dinner, and snacks throughout the day. It was never ending. So were you working out there a little bit? Yes, I, yeah, I did every day. Every yeah. day. Otherwise, I I would gain five to ten pounds. My mm-hmm. My wife was complaining and not so complaining about the food too. She's like, "This is, this is crazy." And 
my 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 kids were getting spoiled because they my mom would make I'm I'm talking three big meals, but mm-hmm. on top of some meals she would make like a second or third dish if my kids wouldn't like what was served. So she was like she spoiled them. It was crazy, crazy, but you know, it was her time for two weeks and mm-hmm. seeing uh, seeing the joy in my uh, you know, my and my parents, uh, you know, my dad's gonna turn eighty six soon. Mm-hmm. So uh you know, I don't know how many times we we're gonna do this uh, uh with yeah. with him. Uh, it was it was awesome. Craig the Keg with a text and I, I don't know why he slipped my mind, maybe yours too. Roman Hammerlick, pretty good. Roman Hammerlick, yeah. yes. Yes, he was really good too. When yeah. he played here, he was a fan favorite when he played yeah. here too. Was oh he? Yeah. 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 He was the first overall pick. Tampa. Yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, came here and you know, he was c- c- calm, you know, he was yeah. quiet and obviously language and everything else, but a uh, great teammate. Yeah. You know. I I forgot about him, yes. Yeah. That's that's very true. Roman Hammerlake was a very good player. Yeah. Long career too. Long career, yeah. Yes. Long career. And came into Tampa right when they were just getting going, going right, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so he was sort of I don't know if you want to call him the face of the franchise yeah. in the early going, yeah. but yeah. it's probably fair to say. Yeah. He was know? he was really good, yeah. Oh, sorry. I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, We got so much to talk about. We're going to take a break here. But the one thing uh, that I want to talk about when you went to, we we had you on the line. We had you, the Duke figured out the the link, remember? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. The Duke figured out the link. And that was, uh, you were going to go see Yarmory Yager play. Yeah, yeah. I did. That was Cladno, right? Cladno. And they're like the second worst team. Uh, Our team is uh, like top four. And Mm -hmm. Cladno, Cladno won. Yeah, and Jager was buzzing out there. Well, he wasn't buzzing so much, yeah. but but in in the ozone, he, was he cannot good. take the puck away from him. Still, still, 51, it's ridiculous. 52. Yeah, he's we'll just talk about that break. after the break. And uh, now we got a place for you to get your ears lowered here. Do you know our new sponsor? No, Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns. Yeah, so uh, that's where you can go get your ears lowered now. Oh, nice. <laughs> time now for uh, <laughs> time now for uh, sports fourteen forty update. Brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience, and our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts, and treatments are designed for you. Book now at Tommy Gun Tommy Guns dot com. Here is the Duke. <laughs> 